I am so excited for today's interview because I am in the presence of literal greatness. You are the goat of our time, many people's time. Oh, I'm thank sp- you. I'm speaking about the man himself, Loi Sokola. You're a superstar comedian. You are, hey, doing the most here in South Africa, across the continent, overseas, there by the English people. Bro, welcome to Five Drive. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> this is <laughs> such a great intro. Can I put you in my purse? And and then you, whenever I'm feeling down about myself, you could just pop up and just, you know, say some really kind words. Let's yes. talk about that purse. I will not fit in that purse, Louisa. The purse is the size of like a cell phone. What what actually fits in that phone? Your phone and? My cards and my, I mean, um, just stuff that I need. Like if I'm going to the laundry, just the slip, all, all just like small things. Most of the time you don't need pens. Um, I don't know. Stuff. You know Looking at your purse, I know that you do not recycle your plastics when you go to the grocery store because you will not carry all those black bags back to the grocery store in that purse. I don't carry this every day, though. I, I have many other bags. Um, sometimes I, it, this is not the bag I carry all the time. I usually carry this bag if I'm wearing like a shirt or something. Oh. Or it's if I'm like riding my, bi- my bicycle. It's a, it's a, it's a, what they call it's a pouch. Oh, it's a pouch. Sorry. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A it's not like a, it's not a piggy. It's not a piggy. <laughs> Mac G made this thing famous. I mean, so I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> Look, it is a beautiful pouch and something else that we absolutely love about you because we, you've literally been making people laugh for what, 20 years? 20 plus years, actually. I was 17, so I'm turning 40, so it's 23 years. Ooh, that is a long time to have people love you, love your work. Oh, people haven't always loved me. Not everyone loves me. They're coming to your shows, though. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do, they do, they do. <laughs> so no, they do, they do, they do. <laughs> it's like, but it's, I'm I'm also aware not everyone gets what I'm trying to do or on board, and that's fine too. I'm not fighting. Okay, let's speak about that because some people may not get what you're doing, but it is a very long time to have been able to do what you've been doing. So when you look at baby Loisogola, who was 17 in high school, tired of his last Kosa paper, ready to finish the school thing, yeah. did you look and go, man, in 20 years, I am literally going to be one of the best people in the game? Um, I only really, that really only clicked in maybe three, four years in. Mm. I re- I kind of knew that I, and it's only because I was told. I I don't think I was, I will I that was built in me mm. that I was like oh people used to go you really good. I, I, when I was um, in high school, I think I was eighteen or nineteen, eighteen at the time, and uh, there was a a very small article on on why, on why magazine, and it said uh, th- we saw this guy perform at this comedy club, and he's one to look out for, and all when people. And when people start saying that about you, um, whether it be your school teacher, whether it be like your your peers, you start it starts it starts clicking with you as well, and you kind of feel obliged to make it come to light. So I think that's what kind of happened more than me having like I mean at seventeen there's so many things you're insecure about, right? Yeah. So yeah, so those that's kind of the way it worked out, yeah. And when it starts clicking, there must have been somebody who, you know, one of the OGs of the era who looked at you and said something to you. And when you think back to those words, you go, bro, those words changed my life. I remember them often. And um, I want people to remember them when they go into comedy. What was the, what were those words for you? I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm actually, I actually struggle with things that, um, how, how can I explain? There are things that when someone says something and it changes your life 
but it never pertains to the question that someone's asking. Mm. You know what I mean? Like someone, what did someone say to me last week um, that really just made me go, oh yeah, of course. He said that your dreams are on the other side of admin. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's a moment. It doesn't pertain to comedy. Doesn't, do you know what I mean? But it pertains to everything. Yeah, Because yeah. once you get that admin sort, I, I, it could be the smallest thing. Like, guys, you need to register your business. Once you are finished yeah, yeah. registering the business, even getting like, the name even approved. Like, even like when people say, oh, you successful in your travels and you're doing stuff globally, the level of admin that's involved is sometimes incompre- <laughs> incomprehensible. It's hectic. So the, and then someone said to me, I was, they were telling me you got to do this thing release, and then I said oh I'm a bit of a perfectionist he says no you're not a perfectionist you just fear how people are gonna receive your best effort Ooh. and that could just take you out so some uh, now I don't remember anything uh, maybe not right now mm-hmm. that someone said that uh, kind of made me shift my comedy life but I do there are moments in my life where I just go oh that's so powerful and there's sometimes people are just saying in past say it in passing someone said what did someone say the other day and I just it just kind of stuck with me she said don't speak things too loudly before they're done hey because the brain tricks you into oh you've already done it if you say it enough times there's something in the air and in your brain that goes, oh, it's done. And you don't act on it as much. And I took that into like, I took that in. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That makes sense. Because there's so many things that I want to do, but I say them out. But I I was struggling with that idea because I was also going, I was also going, there's so many things I've spoken out. And then someone who, where I was stuck with this thing. And then they just helped me. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. took me like, you know, so I, I'm 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 cont- I'm I'm debating that one in my in my head, and I just need to figure out how I'm going to move forward. But when people say things, I just try to listen way more than I speak. And you are a talker, huh? You just said I yeah, it's my toxic trait. Um, it's I'm not toxic though. It is definitely a toxic trait. I think the best part is that you, I'm finally I think your generation is just obsessed with the word toxic. Everything's toxic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't understand. It's like uh, red flags, toxic. Oh, I love, I love cornflakes. Ooh, that's my toxic trait. I'm like, your favorite, the favorite Gen Z, Gen Z word is is toxic and love language. You're like, oh my god, can you shut up? Love language is a real thing, though. Okay, so I made a New Year's resolution. Uh, My so every year I say this is the thing that I'm gonna like. I make a new, my New Year's resolution have nothing to do with mat- anything material. It's just a shift in how I see things. Yeah. So one year I was like, I will not let things that have nothing to do with me bother me anymore. Right? And Good such one, a simple yeah. one, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. The, every time I'm about it, I'm like, does that thing have anything to do with me? And if the answer is no, then I'm like, leave that thing alone. <laughs> right? And that's that. And then the one um, year was like, the last year I was like, I, I'm not going to take part in who's the greatest rapper, greatest basketball player, greatest football player conversation ever. Mm-hmm. And this year was use just use your words more. So when you say toxic, what are you really trying to say? Because there's words that are in the zeitgeist of popular culture yeah. that people just use, but they never articulate themselves. So the way I was teaching myself how to use words more. So every month I, um, 
I use a new word. And I got to use the word as often as possible, mm -hmm. whether interview, whether I'm texting. I just have to use the word. Is it Until I'm used to... Uh, no, no, Zyga. <laughs> you, you threw that in. I'm like, I haven't I, read that in a while. <laughs> I, I can tell you the word. What is it? The word of the month is uh, Sisyphean. Okay. Sisyphean, what does it mean? Sisyphean is like if you go around in circles, do the same thing, and it yields the same results. It's like um, Sisyphean... That's Sisyphean, Sisyphean behavior. It's like you, it's like, so, 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 so instead of saying, oh, that's a bit crazy, you're doing the same thing, you'll be like, oh, that's your behavior, Sisyphean. <laughs> you have to find, so it's, there's, a, there's something fascinating about actually finding the word, mm. right? Because the word, people use the word. So when I, so when I say, when you say toxic trade, I'm like, what's the word you're trying to say, use? What, how do you, you know, I feel like people don't articulate themselves. And when, I, when you say it's a toxic trait, I feel like there's a word that you're not using. Well, you'll definitely be using a lot of words at your next show, pop yes. culture. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about yeah. that. What actually, firstly, what inspired the name pop culture and what can we look forward to? Will it be Sisyphean? Will you be doing the same thing? <laughs> or can there we expect are, something there, different? <laughs> there are like um, aspects of things I've done before um it's a very didactic show um and it's also it's hmm I, i'm see now i'm stuck did she use the word Sisyphean <laughs> properly and because we, i'm also trying to figure out how to use this word mm -hmm. properly i'm like i wonder if you used it properly well, so instead of trying to answer your question i'm like did you use that did word properly? <laughs> but i think um i think uh uh it, it it's it's Every every show I do, I try to tap into something I've never done. I think with this one, I'm like uh, really trying to figure out what popular... I'm trying to discuss popular culture. Like just even... And popular culture is like, you know, like culture and tradition are like what's happening right now and and what is it governed by? And like people never think of like Christianity as a culture or a popular culture. Mm -hmm. They think it as a religion and they see it separate. And you're like, no, that's popular it's actually popular culture and if you think about jesus and how the bible describes him he was a pop star he was popular he was a popular human and remains to be one of the most popular human beings to ever exist and so that's a pop and the culture that pertains to him is popular mm -hmm. which is christianity and that's popular culture that is the best thing I have ever heard because now I'm thinking back to piano lyrics that say Mudimunke star. He was a star of however many centuries ago. He's still he's, a star. He's, yeah, he's a star of now. <laughs> and something that is so incredible about you among the in plethora, in fact, of things that you That's have done. That's a good word. Oh, yo, See, huh? we're using our words. We're using our words. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people may or may not know this, but you are heading up the writer's room for yeah. the comedy roast last year of Kanye yeah, yeah. And that is so exciting for me as somebody who watches how people do comedy because I'm like, whoa, uh, writer's room, how does that improve you as a comedian? So do you think that a lot of comedians now and people who are, you know, growing the, uh, their comedic um, careers, it is important for them at some point in their life to participate in a writer's room just to, you know... If, if that's what they want. Mm. Um, I, I know that after I did Late Night News, it's now what I wanted. And some people don't want that. I mean, I I do want to be in a writer's room, but there's a certain capacity that I want to be in a writer's room in. Mm. Um, 
um, yeah, and this particular time it was like being a leader of a writer's room. And the crazy thing about being a leader in a writer's room is that it's very, it's like being a coach almost. Like the people have to buy into your whole idea and you have to create certain cultures. And here's one thing that I always, I, I really like, I'm obsessed with culture a little bit, but I, I go, uh, a bad monetary decision and a, or a bad uh, decision in general is worse than a bad cultural decision. Like you can make bad, you can make bad, I think like South Africa is not even made, like they can make bad water decision, electricity, all that shit. Yeah. But they've we've made bad cultural decisions. Mm. And cultural decisions last with us for a very long time. Like the, the culture of kickbacks, the culture of, um, I don't know, nepotism, that kind of stuff. And that, that, that culture, like, um, I don't even know what the question was. We're speaking about writers' rooms, oh, and yeah, you're saying so, if only they want to. Yeah. So, 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 I, so, my philosophy is like always create, always try to create good culture wherever you are, mm. whether it's in your family, whether it's in your workspace. So, with me, it was important to create a good working culture, and that will translate to good work because it's like people will, like, just a culture. Like, I'll give you a strange example. Like, I've been in rooms or situations or workspaces where people are bosses and they feel like bosses. They've mm -hmm. got an assistant and they, you know, everyone, and they're good at their job. It's not that they're bad at their job. They're not bad people. But the culture they're creating around that is not necessarily good, right? Because then at the, something will happen. Someone will go, why didn't you tell me? It's like, yeah, but you haven't created a culture where people can just tell you things. Do you know what I mean? So we see that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but the person's not doing it intentionally because culture is also cultivated unintentionally, mm. right? Mm. So it's just reaction to the day and time. So it's um, it's really like a. So for me, it was a great experiment of that. I know that this is not necessarily what, but the culture of I I was so proud of the culture I created in that room. That's what I was in that writer's room. I love that. There's so much I want to talk to you about, but I think I'm gonna round off to my last question. Where we all know you hate driving. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate driving. I've never done it, so I don't hate it. Yeah, but you refuse to do it. It's You've okay. been a legal adult for more than twenty three years. I refuse. And you <laughs> I refuse to eat poop either. No. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's some animals who eat each other's poop. It is what it is. How did we get there for a, a function that gets you from point A to point B? What or you can get someone else to do it for you. You can use a bicycle. You can walk. You can Uber. You can take a bus. You can take a train. So, yes. my question is, yes. if somebody buys you a car and says, Louisa, so for your 40th birthday, yes. I am getting you the most beautiful car in the world. Yes. Are you selling this car or... Are you getting a chauffeur or is it just... I'm getting, getting a chauffeur, definitely. <laughs> it's so crazy. I'm just, I'm doing a gig on Friday for the Black Business Quarterly. And they were like, uh, <laughs> I was like, you yeah, just gave me, just gave me to the... Because you know, because people always want you to be there on time. Mm -hmm. But then, and then if you're late, it's not their fault. They don't understand. Oh, there was try whatever. So I always give them the responsibility of getting <laughs> me there. So that, that they never shit on me for it. <laughs> Just tell me where, okay, cool. I'll be done at my house at five. So I like that. That's, you know, that's one less thing to be responsible for. 
other side of the admin. Success, other side of the admin. Oh, you, got, you got me there. <laughs> success is on the other side of admin. You're not dealing with the car admin. You're adding to your success. Done. Yeah. Loi Sokola, I am such a fan of your work. Thank and you. like I said to you earlier, it is impossible for anybody to have a short conversation with you because you are truly so interesting, so well-versed, so knowledgeable about so many uh, things. <laughs> I'm, I need to learn to take compliments. Just, I think that's going to be my next year. And, and, and 2024, right? 2024, <laughs> I just need to not cringe or shy away from a compliment. I just need to own it. Look... So, I'm going to brace myself for that uh, New Year's resolution. Guess what? I'm not done. (laughs) 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 But truly, there is so much to look up to when somebody looks at you, not just as a um, comedian, but as a brand as well, how you have carried yourself over the years and how... I think the trick is that I don't see myself as a brand. Mm. I see myself as a human being. Because brands brands are something different. Like coca cola as much as like, let's think of a brand that makes a soft drink. I mean, um, they have HR. Now, when you have HR, what you're essentially acknowledging is that <coughs> we have to do, um, we have to do this thing. We can't do this thing without human beings, mm-hmm. right? And it's an interesting conversation to to have because AI is coming in, but to have HR is to go. We have to do. We're dealing with human beings. And because we're dealing with human beings, we have to set up a whole department that focuses on dealing with human beings. And so I'm like, I've set up my HR department to, like my HR department is well-versed. Like I'm like, what does the human want more than the, <laughs> you know, because the business is, but the the business yeah. is, is going to function good if the human is in a good space. You mm, know what I'm saying? Mm, mm. So I always treat myself as a, as a, as a, as a, as a human. So if, if you bump into me on the street, I get the brand. Mm-hmm. I get that I've done a lot of stuff, and I get I've got fans. But if you approach, if you approach me like you would approach any other human, mm-hmm. I will have to acknowledge you <laughs> and interact with you politely yep. and engage you. But if you just come on me and be like, ah, I'm Vala, and be like, there's no other, there's no, this is not a human, this is not, this is not how you greet your mom. <laughs> this is not how you greet your uncle. It's like. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, they yeah. Greet me like a human, and then we'll take it from there. If you, that's for me. That's all I ever ask for, for from from human beings. I understand I've branded myself and all of that, but at the end of the day, I'm human, and I'm actually just fighting for the idea to be treated like a human consistently. And if if I can win at that, then I'm you know I'm because also when you think of like um, when you think of like how people now even judge art and they're like oh the numbers are this the this is because they've like totally just remove the humanness mm-hmm. out of art and, yeah. and the music and you're like no bro is the music fly do you see this no but what are the numbers saying then you're like that's not the way to con- to mm. conduct ourselves as a as an industry but i mean that's just me Listen, one thing we will make sure we do when we conduct ourselves is come check you out at Pop Culture in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, people know to go to your socials to find out more details because this is national radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Just just uh, fo- uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Did I tell you I'm on Instagram? I love how you say that like us. I found this new thing. It's Instagram yeah, and I'm on it. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, man. I try, I try to get on TikTok, but it's it's a bit wild. It's too much dancing, so I, I kind of misses me a little They're bit. They're not dancing anymore. Are they not? No, no, no. You can okay. you can talk now. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Maybe they, 
Listen, speaking about talking, I could talk to you forever. Thank you so much for sparing time out of your very busy day and hanging out with us today on Five Drive. Oh, thank you for having me. This was fun. Oh, this was fire. Thank you. <laughs> catch up from some of the best moments from the Five Drive team by going to 5FM's Catch Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.